So you're coming to town this weekend for the Weinberg Center. We're doing a benefit show for the Boys and Girls Club. How many kids do you have? I have three kids. Just had another one a year ago. Oh, really? So still a baby? Yeah. One year, well, we had a baby. Yeah, we didn't have an adult. We thought about it. <laughs> we considered it. We just went with the baby. <laughs> I love that they still give that option. 2018, wonderful year. <laughs> oh, I mean, the technology today, really, you know? Every time you turn around, there's something new. So for people... My that... idea was originally to just to clone myself. My wife said no. Okay, so I was actually going to... I'm going to make this just a weird interview and skip around. So I, I went to your website to do a little bit of research. It looks like you host multiple podcasts, do jujitsu, and write inspirational blogging. Is there anything else oh. on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I work... <laughs> <laughs> Also, <laughs> I mean, I do comedy, you know, I tour and just do a lot at once. You know how it is in today's day and age. And also comedy affords me the ability to pursue passion. Okay. So with all that and three kids, my question is, is this like the prestige? Do you have a secret twin you're hiding from everybody? Right. <laughs> That's a good question. No, I just, uh, I don't sleep. Oh, okay. Have you ever tried that? In radio? For yeah. First... You kind of nod to not sleep. <laughs> yeah. So for the first year or so, it makes you real cranky. But then after a while, you find your rhythm. You get a numbness <laughs> to the sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Do anything you want. So for people that aren't familiar with your style of comedy, what can we expect at the Weinberg this weekend? I don't really, like, brand it like that. I kind of just am me, man. I just talk about life the way it is. And I think, it's for me, as a comedy viewer, if it's inherently recognizable or it reminds me of something in my life, then it's going to be funny. And it's everything. I'm a generation between two generations, so there's tons of comedy there. And for the last five years or so, I was taking care of my mother and father in their elderly stages and my mother had dementia and I was raising toddlers and at the same time, you know, I would go 48 hours without having a conversation that made sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that does something to you. At one point I had four in diapers and two of them were my parents. That's how we live in the middle generation in between the two. And, you know, the technology is also a solid topic because it's, I think, the thing that separates the generations. That's the delineation because my mother thought she had to call me first to text me. <laughs> yeah. So when I would answer, that's when she started texting. And then uh, my son shuts off my app, and I don't even know how to do that. So here I think I have it nailed. These guys have a whole other world, you know? Oh, yeah. So uh, I think it's a lot of that. My father thinks computers aren't even going to work out. He goes, don't waste your money, son. They're, it's a scam, the whole thing. It's a Bill Gates long con. He, he, pr he printed up an email and sent it to me in the mail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was the pinnacle of not believing in technology. My father will email me tweets. He'll cut and paste a tweet and email it to me and go, did you see this? <laughs> That's great. Oh, my see goodness. News? Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be like the Wall Street Journal. I'll have the URL and the thing he, uh, he'll he send me anyway. Technology is yeah, the best. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what divides us to some degree. I mean, here we are, you know, in a brave new world, so we got to figure out how we fit in it, too, you know, how we fit in our kids' world. We can't just say, ah, oh, this isn't how I did it, so you're not doing that. You're holding you know? a baby right now. You're looking at that thing going like, man, it's going to understand holograms better than me. It may actually get those flying cars. I, oh, I don't even know. She'll have to leave her, her food seat <laughs> <laughs> to do anything. You just, you just have food seats. Yeah, that third one, you, you people try to tell you how to parent. I think that's hilarious. You know what I mean? You have the third one, and people who don't have kids want to tell you how to parent. Have you ever had that happen? Do you have kids? I don't even know. No, I do not have kids. I'm a, a single scumbag DJ. You're one of those guys. I'm one You're of traveling, spending money, just having a blast. I've gone to bed at different hours every day this week of my own volition. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, well, I envy you, man, but uh, my friends without kids always want to tell me parenting advice. Don't go save your money. You have three kids. That's three college tuitions. I'm like, well, you don't have kids or you'd know one always goes to prison. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? Do you guys have like a running tally right now? Which one do you think's the prison bound one? I know which one. I'm I'm not gonna tell you, but I'm ahead of the game, man. Did you have one that was really like <laughs> hugging the baby gate a lot and you're like, Oh, he's getting ready. He started swearing. Not swear words because we don't use them. It's words we taught him you don't say in the house. You don't say stupid and you don't say hate in our house. That's what we taught them to him. And I put him in a timeout. He called me a stupid hate, man. <laughs> <laughs> Both those words are the F word to him. I know exactly what he called me. I'm not a stupid, you little hate. <laughs> I broke your code. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. Funny. Later, he called me a stupider, so he added ER to stupid. Oh, so that's the new math. He wasn't trying to be like stew hate or something like that, where he's just trying to combine the two into a single yeah. more powerful word. Oh, right. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag this and that. Oh, oh God. God. Hashtags are the worst. Where, how do you feel about hashtags? Hashtag not impressed. Oh, okay. man. <laughs> My favorite thing is we got a guy here, or a traffic guy, who calls hashtags hash browns, and no one has the heart to correct him. Oh, no way. Is he like the Les Nessman of your station? Exactly. <laughs> That's what happened to him is he was having breakfast, and somebody was like, you got to go to this place, man. Hashtag hash browns. And he's like, oh, hash browns. He's like, oh, that's what that means. Oh, the, that's what the crispiest pieces of the internet are, the hash browns. So. <laughs> Yeah, they're crispy, and you can put eggs on them. Oh, man. Now I want some hash browns. Are you a big breakfast for dinner guy? Uh, no, my wife is. One thing she does make, she doesn't does not cook. I'm the cook. And uh, there's certain things like like the things you learn about somebody in a marriage. What I've noticed is in a marriage, there's, you reach a certain point where you have to suddenly be honest for the first time about something with your spouse, or it's going to cost you thousands of dollars. And here's how it manifested for my wife. We were going to remodel the house, and I was like, man, I did the math, sweetie, and why don't we just buy me $20,000 worth of tools, and I'll do it. We're going to save a bunch. And she just looked at me like, ah, shoot, you got me. Sit down. (laughs) 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 But it it all ends today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Your your latest special, I'm going to try and make this a little bit like an interview, Anti-Animal Vegan. Where'd you come up with that name? I'm a vegan. I'm a vegan means i don't have any friends that's what that means and here's the deal a lot of people think it's because i love animals or something and it's not that i'm from wisconsin i'll kill them on site but it's because of health reasons as a matter of fact animals had less to fear for me when i was eating them because i only had to kill one to eat for weeks but now we're competing for the same garden i gotta kill all those pests man if i see a rabbit looking at my garden i'll punt his whole family you follow me you go right down that I'm rabbit wa- hole i'm waterboarding the squirrels to find out what time the deer show up <laughs> i'm an anti-animal vegan that's what I figured out. I'm going to come up with a whole group of us, <laughs> anti-animal vegans for the NRA. <laughs> we don't want to kill them, but somebody's got to. I'm kind of curious. With your comment, are you getting a lot of that from just wandering around? Because like some of the jokes I've heard, you were involved in a bank robbery. You've walked into someone's garage thinking it's a yard sale. Are you like wandering oh, yeah. the streets looking it's for comedy? that guy. Yeah, I mean, I've you know, where I'm just kind of like in my head. And then next thing you know, I'm in the middle of something. That garage sale thing was crazy. That was I was 12 when that happened. I walked into a garage sale. And uh, it wasn't a garage sale at all. It was just a garage reading the paper, <laughs> which and I, I didn't even catch on. He goes, can I help you? I was like, nah, I'm just going to look around. So I just kept looking. <laughs> so I'm 12. Here's what happened. My buddy and I were walking by a place, and I love garage sales, and he didn't. He was that friend you have when you're 12 that you disown when you're 13. So we were right at the end. I go, I'm going to go to this garage sale. You want to go? And he goes, no. And he, I go, it's fine. And he went on to his house or whatever, and I went to this garage sale. And I walk in, and that happened, you know, and the guy's like, can I help you? He's looking at me all crazy. And then I realized halfway into the thing, and I'm just looking around and then I, I look at him he's still staring at me and now i'm close to the door and i'm thinking is this how kids get abducted this is it. <laughs> <laughs> like this is it i set myself up so i panic he panics because i get all weirded out and then i look past him and my friend is on the corner bent over laughing he knew the whole time oh man <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> that was the last straw. Yeah. But what did that dude think that was? What did he think I was doing? Like it was the most uncommitted home invasion ever? Like <laughs> I just wandered in. I'm just going to browse, see if your stuff's worth going to prison. Have a seat. Doing my mental was, math. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I did not rob him. How disappointing for him. Wouldn't you be embarrassed if people showed up to rob you and then just passed on your stuff? that's the ultimate insult that night he's laying in bed looking at his wife she's like what's wrong henry and he's like you know someone came into our house today looked at our stuff and left it was a kid they took everything and then he looked at that uh toolbox he bought me and he left and i thought i knew she got a deal on that thing (laughs) she got me the dewalt (laughs) this is all your fault (laughs) i'm embarrassed I did pile all of your interest in the beginning. The jujitsu thing. Do you actually do jujitsu? You have a jujitsu tab on your website. I do not compete anymore in submission wrestling, but yes, I've been training Brazilian jujitsu for 12 years. Wow. And you've been in comedy yeah. for 15. So what got you into the jujitsu? Oh, well, hey, so, talk to uh, your webmaster, friend. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a two year old bio, my man. <laughs> I love this. We're just um, passing it back and forth. I read it this morning. Yeah. Yeah, man, I just, I was always into wrestling, but you can't, if you're a wrestler, you know, you can't like go to a high school when you're on the road and like sit in the stands and watch 15 year old boys in singlet. That's creepy. And they're like, Hey, you got a kid in there? No, I just like watching the boys wrestle, you know? So that's crazy. So you can't really, there's no way to be an enthusiast. It's hard. So then Brazilian Jiu Jitsu came along in the nineties and I got really sort of into it. And then I, um, I mean, like I really dug it, started training. I lived in San Luis Obispo for a while. So I knew Chuck Liddell and those guys, and they were just friends of mine. So I never went down there and trained with those guys but i always wished i had you know that was kind of a purist i love wrestling but uh that's submission wrestling i don't know if you know what brazilian jiu-jitsu is it's submission wrestling the uh mma kind of stuff has like a lot of roots in that right it's the ground fighting element of mma yeah so you're not throwing kicks you just want to take them to the ground nope no man i mean i can yeah we do a little but what you're concentrating on is the grappling technique how to choke somebody out or it comes in handy with hecklers if there's yeah. the confidence you get knowing that you could end that thing really quickly <laughs> <laughs> So you, you tend to talk to them different, I think. Have you ever escaped a chokehold by giving someone a quick joke? Uh, no, uh, no, but I have during this Chin wrestling tournament, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament, I have whispered into a dude's ear to the point where he stopped fighting right. <laughs> <laughs> I, kept, I kept whispering in his ear and messing with him, and finally he snapped. You won the mind like, games. Uh, yeah, then he just was giving me everything. <laughs> oh, in my defense, I was controlling the fight a little, so I was able to do that. But well, you that, do that enough, you can definitely th- push somebody over the edge. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's too much fun. He smells like bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love bubble gum. <laughs> Stuff like that. You oh, just make it real incredible. friendly, like too friendly. And then a little like, bit hey, too. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm not here to win. I'm just here to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even care if I win this. That's incredible. I just like the closeness, man, don't you? <laughs> it's a cold night. <laughs> so they say this age of social media, people don't know how to connect. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, because uh, we have some podcasts here at the station. Do you host multiple podcasts or is it one podcast? The page looked like it had I have a lot of stuff. one live podcast I do called Barefoot Comedy at barefootcomedy.com. You can check it out there or you can check it out at colinlive.com. It's at Tybee Island, Georgia, where I live now. I moved it from Los Angeles to Tybee Island. And I'm here on this little island, and it's sort of like, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. I'm, it's a little island. Compared to L.A., it's totally different. I love it. I love it. 
and there's this beautiful theater, and it's a destination. You go and you rent houses for like a week at a time on this island. It's so cool. And this theater that's there is a 200-seater, and it's just gorgeous, and it's all redone. And I just, once a month, I do stand-up and a podcast as one show. So I bring in a different headliner. We, I have a guest who's a rabbi, Rabbi Robert Haas. He's my co-host, and we have games we do after, uh, during the podcast. So we do like uh, an hour of stand-up and a and 45-minute podcast. It's super fun. And then I also do a World of Friends podcast, which is just a regular little interview podcast. And then I do... A podcast called Loss about loss. Blue Moon, I do that one. And then I do Ridecast or whenever I'm in a taxi or a Uber. I ambush interview those guys. Oh, really? They're always interesting. Yeah, you ever get in the Uber and, and the guy's like, yeah, I just drive the Uber. And so, and taxis too, where you've been in a big city and he's like, I'm, I am a best selling author in my country and PhD in medicine. And you're like, oh, really? <laughs> okay, well, can I get over to the Biltmore? Well, they're interesting. I just missed too many of those conversations. I lost them all, so I just I started now to just record them all, and then I just post them up. They're fun. That's awesome. And then I have a Jiu-Jitsu Pilgrim podcast I do whenever I'm around somebody really cool. Like I was working with some uh, leg lock guys out in Vegas, and uh, Gregor Armbarian, and those guys are really cool. So I sat down with them. Rob Kahn from Gracie Tampa down in Tampa. Hillary Williams, the first person to ever submit, Gracie Garcia. Yeah, so they're friends of mine, you know, people I train with that I get to like sit down and talk MMA and Jiu-Jitsu with. That's it. I just keep it mixed up, man. You know, all kinds of new stuff. And, of course, to me, the inspirational stuff doesn't start inspirational. I'm starting out trying to be funny. But I'm alone on the road, man. And things occur to you, you know? Mm-hmm. You might have stumbled across my last one about innovation. That one was inspired by skateboarding. I've gotten into skateboarding recently. I used to skateboard as a kid, and I built my son a quarter pipe, and I've been skateboarding with him and just getting really into it. But some of the best skateboarders are total innovators. They're brilliant. They're physics innovators. I was inspired by that. <laughs> just like whatever your life, you know, leads you to. I just, I think life to be lived. Don't just sit on a thought, actually, and act it and make it happen. Just do it, man. Yeah, jump out there. I was so scared of failure for so many years. I missed a lot of fun opportunities, and I'm through doing that. And I have my health. I'm really lucky, so I'm just going to keep doing it till I fall apart. We'll see if you hold it together on stage this weekend at the Weinberg Center. That's going to be so much won't fun. fall apart. Beautiful theater, I guess. Downtown Frederick, um, it's one of our oldest, wonderful theaters. So it'll be good to see you there. Can't wait. It's going to be incredible. Are you? I hope to see you there and we'll hang out. Thank yeah. you for, for interviewing me. I love this stuff. If I wasn't a stand-up comedian, I'd be a, a radio jock. Oh, really? Yeah, I really like it. It's cool. It's a cool way to connect to people. Oh, it is wonderful. And, and especially with now, it's a lot more community-driven than it ever used to be. So it's a really wonderful right. gig. That's the thing about this Barefoot Comedy show that I do. That's kind of the reason. When I moved here, I'm in my 40s. So now I was like, man, I want to do something right. Do something instead of just for me. So the Barefoot Comedy thing, we have a run that we do with the headliners. They, they do a couple of cities on the way here. And then they're already paid. They do the theater show with us. And they do the, the podcast. And all the proceeds from the theater show go toward a different nonprofit. So this just a few days ago, we did one. And it went to LLS, Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Oh, that's incredible. And the month before, it went to Nine Line, which is a Wounded Veterans Association. Before that, it was, you know, Habitat for Humanity, and on and on. Next month, it'll be Humane Society. They're putting together a free spay and neuter for low income. Each month is a different nonprofit. I give them all my money. Because I'm not trying to make money. I'm just trying to have fun and see my friends. That's awesome. And uh, this weekend, you're helping out the Boys and Girls Club, so you're always out for a good cause. That's what we're doing. Yeah, all the proceeds for the show go to the Boys and Girls Club of Frederick County, and some of the members will be performing in between acts. That's unique and cool. Wait, what? Lisa didn't tell me that. I'm the MC, Uh, so I guess I need to know some of the kid names then. Oh, geez, that's awesome. You'll see them, some of the members. Now, they could be adult members. I don't know. Oh, they go up to teenagers now. That's one of the big reasons that we're doing fundraising for them, is that they realize that high school kids, like the need for the, if you need the Boys and Girls Club in middle school, that magically doesn't disappear the moment you turn to a high school kid. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Awesome. 
Well, they'll be there, and they'll be performing. And it's the first Saturday Fire and Ice. It's family-friendly for all ages, and those are the main points that I wanted to get out there. Because I've noticed that when I do comedy, and know this, you go to an all-ages stand-up comedy show, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to wait for the adult show. That's stupid. Okay, this is high-level stand-up. Have you ever heard of Jim Gaffigan, Brian Regan, all those guys? I just released a G-rated special on Amazon called Anti-Animal Vegan that is acclaimed at a super high level. I recorded in Provo, Utah. That's why it's G-rated. But it's family-friendly, and it's super high-level comedy. Renfro, same thing. Super high-level. Going to get any higher-level stand-up, so it's silly to wait around for the dirty show because those guys are not at the same level as us. Just go enjoy. And I will tell people that are listening to the Anita Renfro interview, we talk about breast milk for a while, and she brought it up. <laughs> I was going to talk about that, and I heard she already did that. <laughs> but I, I was lactating when you called, so I have to actually have to finish pumping. I cannot believe this is the day that I do two interviews and both of them have lactation. <laughs> yeah, this is the one, buddy. This is the day. Yeah, yeah. You might want to check your voicemails. Could be a message. Could be a sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's my baby. Oh well, thank you so much for your time, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. All right, buddy. I'm looking forward to you. Okay, bye.